the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And if you watched last night's craptastic Pro Football Hall of Fame game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. You might have seen one starter. There are actually a couple of starters. And absurdly, what's up with that, Mike Tomlin? Why are you playing Chase Claypool well into the second quarter? Same with Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. But here's the good news, Lundy, is that Harris dominated the snaps when he was on the field and made very clear, as Tomlin said right before kickoff, hey, we got to see what the young kid can do. We're going to work him here in uh, throughout the entire preseason. I think it's indisputable that he is going to be the main man in this Pittsburgh backfield. This is why the Steelers invested round one capital in the former Alabama slammer. And as a result, it is nuts to me how comically low his props are right now at various legal sports books. His rush yards prop at BetMGM, 975.5. Uh, yes, please, on the over, and that's at minus 111, mind you. And as I mentioned before, my favorite prop of any player prop that is available anywhere in the known universe is the over on Najee Harris, 44.5 receptions. That would available at DraftKings at minus one twenty. You're with me on this, right? He's going to be a battering ram of the new Le'Veon Bell for the Steelers club this year, right? Yeah, absolutely. And Brad, I stopped by uh, last night here in the fine Mile High City. I've got a friend of mine that owns a bar downtown, and it happens to be a Steelers bar. And yes, those people show up even for the Hall of Fame game. Um, <laughs> and you could, I was talking to a couple of guys, and they are just geeked to see what this guy can do on the field. They feel like they got a little bit of an appetizer last night. But yes, I'm with you from a statistical standpoint. I told those guys that. They were both betters. I was like, are you up on his props yet? Because if not, you need to go drop some coin on those. So I'm just working to spread the good gospel of Fade the Noise here, my man. Well, I appreciate that. I tell them to subscribe, listen, rate, and review, uh, and hopefully raise our numbers overall for our listenership. And hopefully you're going to raise your bankroll as well with some Najee Harris props. And don't worry about the offensive line. Still got time to gel uh, with some of the new faces that are a part of this unit. And it's all going to be volume-based. Folks, it's 300-plus touches for Najee Harris. So, you know, through sheer attrition and sheer volume, he should be able to get to that uh, 976 rush yards line and cash the over on the ground. And, of course, too, if the uh, Steelers are scoreboard chasing at all this season, I think it could be 60-plus receptions crushing that 44-and-a-half catch prop once again available at DraftKings. With that, on this Freaky Friday Ooh, let's get down and dirty with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, uh, Kirk Cousins uh, said things. Some would describe them as not very smart things yesterday as he returned off the COVID-19 list saying, oh, yeah, we need to expand our quarterback room. Oh, yeah, we need to put up some plexiglass. Oh, yeah, it's all about uh, not being a close contact with your teammates deflecting uh, because apparently he's still researching whether or not he should be vaccinated. Uh, When asked about if he had consulted Dr. Alan Sills, uh, the NFL's chief medical director, he said, no, I have not had that conversation. So I guess his research has not gone that deep. But you might say to yourself, well, why are we talking about Kirk Cousins and whether or not he's vaxxed or unvaxxed? It does have ripple effects, and it does impact betting because his props total right now is 28.5 passing touchdowns at BetMGM. And Lundy, in light of what we've learned here in recent days about Captain Kirk, I'm taking the under 
because he is an enhanced risk to contract COVID-19 at some point this season. And if he does not get vaccinated, here's what we know about the protocol. It's a minimum 10 days out. And if you're symptomatic, you could be out longer. He can miss maybe a couple of games, maybe more than that at some point this year, especially with the Lambda and Delta Plus, these new variants that are even more contagious than what was out there hanging out in the ether last year. Uh, I have got to go against everything Kirk Cousins in terms of passing yards props, passing touchdowns props, knowing he could miss time. Uh, though he has gone over this number in three of his last six years, and strangely, too, last year, you know, digging up some information, yeah, he was pretty accurate. QB7 adjusted completion percentage, but he was QB27 and red zone completion percentage. Sure, there's a lot of continuity on offense, but even if he plays all 17 games, I think Captain Hook, yar, mateys, it's going to come into play here. I think it's going to be 28 on the news. Fade or follow. I will follow on this one just because I don't think he's going to be on the field uh, unless he uh, manages to get in step. And you can argue all you want about whether or not it is being forced down their throat. Like, uh, oh, you're going to be chipped. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, you can argue that all you want, but the truth is the NFL has made the rules, and if the players don't participate with yeah. the rules, they run the risk of not playing. And right now, Kirk Cousins runs the risk of not playing. And if you can't play, you can't throw touchdowns. So, yeah, yeah right now this is a prop that you take the under on with the assumption that he may wind up missing a game or two. And, as you pointed out, he's only done this three out of six times anyway. So right. it's already a number that is uh, that you could argue is a little bit of a stretch for him. And if you add in the potential medical challenges, yes, take the under on Kirk Cousins. And Minnesota uh, better hope that uh, Dalvin Cook can take care of getting <laughs> that ball across the goal line. Yeah, and staying healthy as well. He's not exactly the picture of perfect health uh, in his career in his own right. By the way, this is a subject matter today's Twitter poll. Submit your vote at Noisy Wavos and drop in a comment. I will reveal the results on Captain Kirk's touchdown prop at the end of the show, along with some of your comments. Number four. Moving on, let's go back to the Pro Football Hall of Fame game last night uh, in Canton, Ohio. And Chase Claypool, beautiful catch, uh, Lundy. Meaningless catch, Lundy. And Chase Claypool landed awkwardly. Now, he said after the game he was fine, just got a little shaken up, probably got the wind knocked out of him. Uh, no separated shoulder or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, it, it brought up a question of Chase Claypool. Will he go over under 895.5 receiving yards this season? And I'm taking the over barely. Uh, minus 115 at DraftKings. Look, there are a lot of miles to feed within this offensive scheme. Uh, we did not see Juju Smith-Schuster on the field last night. Uh, he was out uh, resting due to a minor setback. Uh, but we'll see him on the field operating primarily out of the slot. And, you know, and occasionally outside. You got Deontay Johnson there as well. Eric Ebron, of course, Najee Harris is going to get fed a ton underneath. They're going to move all over the place. They even said they're going to use Najee Harris in the X position outside wide every once in a while. But, you know, Claypool is explosive. And I think he's a player last season. You know, his rookie campaign kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, 62 catches, 859 yards with 11 touchdowns. Uh, and uh, on 109 targets, you know, you look at some of the fearless forecasters that are out there. Mike Clay's got it for 974. Jeff Ratcliffe just barely over 898. Fantasy football today, though, playing the conservative card at 765. Strangely, only average 8.4 yards per target despite his explosiveness downfield. Appreciable yak per reception. You know, there are some question marks here. We'll have to see if Ben Roethlisberger uh, can really s snap back with a vengeance in his 
uh, ancient age, but I think Claypool, there's still enough meat on the bone here. There'll be enough of a target share with his, again, ability to eat up real estate on some of those streak routes outside the numbers. I think he ran, lands around 910 to 925, barely getting over here. So, fade or follow, you cannibal splashing on the over in the Claypool at 895.5. What say you? Yeah, we might be waiting for that Week 18 game against Baltimore um, You're right. <laughs> to try to get over this one. I think he's going to just barely creep over it. I, I do. I, I'm not with uh, with Clay, who's got him up around 970. That's a little bit more comfortable, obviously. I think he's going to be closer to that 900 number uh, and just barely get past this. So I will take it because he does eat up yards. Um, he's like a goat out there chewing up the grass because uh, he will get uh, those yards uh, on the outside. So I'm going to take this one, but, man, we may be sweating this one late. Break out the rubber mallet. Uh, we're barely over on Chase Claypool. Number three. All right, let's move on and talk about Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, not yet returned in full to the practice field. He's been doing some side sessions, trying to get himself back into form and back into shape after off-season ankle surgery. And Lundy, uh, Dr. David Chow, I'm just going to read you what he wrote uh, in his article this week about Amari Cooper and his recovery from off-season ankle injury, Dr. Chow said this, In my opinion, Cooper is the biggest worry. One would think a simple ankle scope in January would be straightforward, but there is still ankle issues and talk of bone inflammation and vitamin D deficiency, which doesn't make sense. The surgery was supposed to remove bone spurs, which typically involves a six-week recovery time. It has been over six months now, and he has still not passed a physical. Why should another month solve the issues completely? Completely? Question mark. Um, yeah, it does prompt a lot of inquiries about whether or not Amari Cooper can get out there and be full throttle in Dallas's opener. We got question marks too about Dak Prescott dealing with a quote unquote baseball injury, as Jay Glazer of Fox reported last night. So uh, there are factors at play here that could be damning for him to hit the over. That's why I think the under 1,200.5 receiving yards minus 112 available at FanDuel is a smart money bet. In fact, I'll break out the the sledgehammer on this one. Yeah, last year with the carousel of quarterbacks post-dack injury, he went for 1,114 yards in 16 games. But remember, uh, a couple of years ago, with Dak on the field, 1,189 yards, and he was number 14 in catchable target rate that year. Every prognostication I have seen says under here, whether it's Clay, whether it's Radcliffe, Fantasy Football Today, anything else, most of the uh, fearless forecasters have anywhere between 1,070 to 1,150 yards. So well shy of the 1,200.5 line. Are you with me on the under fade or follow Amari Cooper? Oh, yeah. We we may have rubber malleted uh, with Chase Claypool, but this is an absolute <laughs> sledgehammer. I, I think this is a number that is, first of all, it's way too high, but I think it's also because they're setting it as though they think that Dak Prescott is going to make that huge difference for Amari Cooper. And look, Dr. Chow it, it knows a hell of a lot more about this than you and I do. Yeah. And if he's if, and if he's observing that in what he's seeing with Cooper's recovery, um, it won't matter whether Dak Prescott is under center because Dak's going to be throwing it to somebody else because Cooper's either going to be limited in the number of snaps that he can do or he's going to be standing on the sideline. And those passes are going to wind up with CeeDee Lamb or Michael Gallup. So uh, at this point, I think that's way too aggressive of a number for Amari Cooper. 
add in the fact of those two guys that I just talked about, a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. And oh, by the way, don't forget about Zeke. Uh, that's just 1,200 is way too much for me for Amari Cooper. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Cooper to begin with yep. um, when we talk about it from a fantasy perspective, but from a total yards per sec- perspective, folks, hammer the under. Yeah, no doubt about it. Stick around for our top plays in Major League Baseball Plus. Oh, yeah. Bonus time. Number two. All right, Lundy, uh, I got to make up for money's loss yesterday. I was a miserable one and three on my wagers. Thank you, Cincinnati Reds, and screw you, everybody else, uh, because it did not work out for me in uh, the world of baseball. So let's get back on track, and I am going to take the over on the New York Yankees with all of that lumber, all that acquired firepower. Anthony Rizzo uh, finally cooled off last night, uh, though Joey Gallo, I believe went yard yesterday. I'm taking the over on five and a half runs against the Seattle Mariners. This one being played in New York, minus 110. Uh, is uh, the juice on this available at DraftKings? Now, since the All-Star break, the Yankees have averaged 4.4 runs per game. They've only been over once in four matchups against the M's this season. But they're going up against Marco Gonzalez. Uh, much like our friend Chichi Gonzalez of the Colorado Rockies, Marco is a giver. Very generous and philanthropic in his pitching. 5.15 ERA on the season. 5.34 ERA on the road. And listen to this, Lundy. 2.09 home runs per nine. In that bandbox, uh, I think uh, the balls are going to be flying over the fence and into the cheap seats early and often as the Yankees raking a 7.75 OPS against Southpaws this season. So fade or follow the pinstripes of New York over five and a half runs against the visiting Mariners. Yeah, let's take this one and let's send them over that short porch in right field several times. I will follow the over on this one. Uh, I think they get to six, maybe even seven. Who knows? This could turn into an ugly blowout uh, going up against the M. So, yeah, I'm with you, my man. Let's follow the Yankees to light up the scoreboard tonight. Bombs away! In the Bronx. Number one. All right, let's move on. And my top prop today in the world of Major League Baseball, Eric Fetty, starting pitcher for the Washington Nationals, give me the under on four and a half strikeouts in Atlanta against the Braves. Pull this one from DraftKings at minus 110 in two previous turns of the rotation against the ATL. Just three strikeouts and one easily strikeout for Fetty in those starts. He's been under four and a half Ks in eight of his last 12 turns of the rotation. He has not pitched well away. 5.09 road ERA on the season and over his last 18 innings pitched a disgusting 6.50 ERA in Atlanta. Uh, they have applied bat to ball often at home this season posting a 784 OPS. So fade or follow Eric Fetty of the Nats going to get squashed on the under four and a half K's against Atlanta. Oh, yeah, this is going to stay uh, well below. What did he have in his last outing? Eight, but that was, oh, wait, let me check. Yeah, the Cubs. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not feeling the same matchup for him when it comes to uh, Atlanta. I think he tucks underneath this number. I think he may peg it right at four, but I think Captain Hook's going to work to everybody's advantage, and you're going to wind up being able to take advantage of that and cash your ticket. So take Fetty on the under. Atlanta is not going to be as generous as those league-leading Cubs are when it comes to strikeouts. All right, Lundy, it's time to illuminate the marquee for bonus time. What do you got? 
Well, I went a little crazy with bonus time yesterday, and of course, I was uh, whiffing just like those Cubs were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So let's go a little bit. Let's go a little simpler tonight. I'm just going to give you a one uh, single two-leg parlay. I like Oakland on the run line. I think they will take care of business tonight. And then give me Cincinnati on the money line. Put those two together, Brad. I know it's not as many bonus time picks as I might normally lock and load, but you put those together, I'll take a plus 163 all day. Yeah, it gets seduced by the Jews. And I got a couple of RBI props that I dig for tonight. Give me Jose Altuve, the pocket Hercules of the Houston Astros to get a ribby plus 150 against Minnesota. He's got a 956 OPS inside Minute Maid Park this season, and he's going up against Bailey Ober of the Twinkies. 2.09 home run per nine mark he is allowed, and in fact, Altuve has gone yard one time in just three at-bats against Bailey in his career, so I think he gets an RBI for the first time in his last six games. And Vladdy Daddy, oh baby, He's going to get an RBI as well. Vlad Guerrero Jr. at plus 120 against the Red Sox, who he has punished this season in 57 at-bats against Boston. A 417 batting average with six long balls and 16 RBI. Uh, That's good for a cool 1,350 OPS. Remarkable. He's got seven bombs launched over his last 30 days. Is it safely in 11 of his last 12? And he goes up against Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, he's he o- he's only faced nine times in his career, only collected a couple of hits, but does have an RBI again. So I think Vlad Guerrero Jr. plus 120 gets that RBI. All right, before we get out of here, poll results, poll results. Uh, Kirk Cousins over or under 28 and a half passing touchdowns. Again, pull this one from BetMGM, minus 110 either direction. 275 votes cast and the under hits here at 66.5% compared to 33.5% on the over. Uh, Alex Zabo, 23, adds over. Uh, that's only two TDs a game over a 17-game span. Even if he misses four games, it would be 2.2, totally doable. Uh, sir, I was heard there would be no math. Uh, my my brain is doing all kinds of gymnastics right now trying to figure out what he just said. <laughs> Mitch Carl, meanwhile, at DFS and Donut says, Top 50 touchdown rate all time with excellent weapons around him. I have him at 33. Wow. Bullish. He's saying way over does Mitch Carl on that prop. Well, we got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Bigger Smith along with Dalvin Cook. It's certainly possible. All right, and that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith Always podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. You can follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.